Welcome in. Leaders lead, winners win another episode. I'll be your host. My name is Cody. I'm the CEO of Kinfolk Home Loans, and I get the pleasure and honor of talking to you about something that's near and dear to my heart, which happens to be leadership, specifically leadership and sales. I'm a little fired up today, a little fired up. Haven't had the day that I wanted to. Uh, there's a lot of changes with inside of our industry and in the, in the, the mortgage industry. So today and really this morning, I've been putting out a lot of fires, talking with a lot of different folks. So I'm in an interesting mood. But nonetheless, we're here and we're going we're gonna to share some things. And today, we're going to talk about planning and planning just in general, how to plan your week, how to plan your month. Uh, and it's a little fucking boring, to be honest with you. But it's also something that's absolutely necessary. Um, I'll tell you that if you really want to get better... If you really want to be the best of the best when it comes to being a sales leader, you have to be great at planning your time. You have to be present. You have to be focused on the task at hand. So let me ask you a question. Have you ever felt overwhelmed? Have you ever felt uh, maybe not present, like I just said, in, in a situation or maybe during the day? Have you ever felt like you haven't been in control of something that usually you are in control of? Have you ever felt like maybe someone else is giving you a plan rather than you running your own plan? All of that is your fault. It's because you have made a decision to fly by the seat of your pants. And I'll, I'll tell you this. <laughs> there are incredibly talented folks that are very good at flying by the seat of their pants. I happen to be one of them. And I have this theory, I call it the talent squeeze theory. I'll say it again, the talent squeeze theory. That the folks that are extremely talented, if they just made a decision to plan just a little bit more, to focus just a little bit more on their people, to um, work on the business just as much as they work in the business, you would get more talent squeeze or bang for your buck out of that person or out of yourself as a leader. But it takes a little bit of time, it takes a little bit of preparation. And again, it takes that keyword of this, which is planning. It really does. And so many folks that I've worked with in the past are extremely talented, made decisions to just not do a plan for the month, a plan for the week, or even plan out really their day or print out their calendar to see where they're supposed to be. Those people are typically late. Those people are typically behind the eight ball when it comes to production, at least uh, the folks that I was with, the colleagues that I had, the peers that I had, I kicked their ass. And why did I kick their ass? Because I focused so heavily on working on the business and making sure that I was, I was planned and prepared. So I want to give you three things that I do, some tactics. So this probably is some heavy note taking. If you're listening in, this is probably a day where, you know, you're not going to be inspired and motivated to get out and go kick some ass and bust some heads. That's okay. This is an episode where you can take things tactically, implement them and, and have a better sales quarter, sales month, sales week, sales really day, uh, not only yourself, but for your people, which is why we're here, right? Our job as leaders is to motivate and inspire and get people to where they wouldn't be without us, to get people to where they wouldn't be without us. And let me give you an analogy before I get into my process. And again, you should probably grab a pen and paper. I want you to think about if a head coach, which is what you are of a sales team, or maybe you're an assistant coach and you're an assistant manager, whatever it might be, or maybe you're the CEO, maybe you're the owner of the team. And you go into, and you're, let's say you're Robert Kraft, you're the owner of the Patriots. Let's say you're Bill, Billy Belichick, the head coach. I want you to imagine going into a week without a game plan. 
I want you to imagine going into a game without a game plan. I want you to imagine going into that said game not knowing who the other personnel is or, or, or who the other personnel is or who your personnel is that's available for that game or for that day. I want you to imagine going into that game, not watching any game film. I want you to imagine going into that game, not knowing where your players' heads are at. And I can go on and on and on. I hope you get the picture. You'd get your ass kicked. And it's so crazy to me that those folks that are professionals and you're a professional and I'm a professional, professional salesperson, professional sales leader just in general, those folks are professionals as well and they spend so much time planning, preparing because 90% of their business, so to speak, is that planning and preparation and they only play on Sundays, right? Or Mondays or Thursdays or whatever the hell it is now, Rob, I don't know. But 90% of the time they're working on their business, only 10% of the time they're working inside of the business. And the reality is in sales, it's the complete opposite. 90% of the time your salespeople are working inside the business and only 10% of the time they're working on the business. They're thinking about or getting better. And typically that 10% that your salespeople are getting better or focused on working on the business is because you're making them do it. It's so rare, so rare that great sales, that salespeople in general don't like, it's so rare that salespeople in general sit down and they're like, I'm going to get better today. And I'm going to watch this podcast. I'm going to listen to this sales book. I'm going to, it doesn't happen. I'm going to go to this training. I'm going to sign up for X, Y, or Z. Those are like your top 1%. So if your salespeople are 90% of the time working on the business or in the business, I'm sorry, taking sales phone calls, working, 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 trying to, trying to do better at what they do. And then they're only working 10% on the business, improving on their craft. You have to come plan and prepare it, especially when you're uh, helping them get better. So hopefully that made sense. But I just want to draw a comparison to maybe pro sports because it's so easy to do so. And you know damn well that none of those folks come into the week without a plan, come into the season without a plan, and really neither should you. So I want to go through some things. In my opinion, in my humble opinion, it's vital for... (sighs) you as a sales leader to think big picture and to go through and understand what that quarter looks like. If you're somebody that's maybe working for Salesforce or a sales leader that uh, looks at quarter projections and evaluates uh, their performance over a quarter or monthly. I'm in a monthly world, right? I've always been in a monthly world. Now I'm in a quarterly and yearly because I am the CEO and I got to look at those things. But Ultimately, the world that I've came from for the past forever, and really probably you, that you're the, the, the folks that are listening, you look at monthly. So my suggestion is, number one, look big picture and think about the month and come up with a monthly business plan. You're like, Cody, come on, man, that's tedious. Man, I don't want to do that. That's going to take time. Again, think about all the stuff I just said. Okay, think about all the stuff I just said. Now correlate that little thought process that you have have some self-talk with yourself, snap out of it and realize that this stuff's important, okay? Have a monthly business plan. I'm going to break it down into six parts that you should probably uh, incorporate into that monthly business plan. Uh, But here's how I do it. How I do it is I look at the end of the month. Typically, it's a pretty hectic type of area. So maybe second or third last day of the month to the last day of the month. I'll sit there and I'll reflect. Maybe I have an adult beverage, Rob. Maybe I have like a nice old-fashioned Angel Envy rye. That's my shit. 
whatever. A little hazy IPA, whatever the case is, how I'm feeling. Maybe where I'm at in my fitness, I might have two. <laughs> maybe three, maybe 12. I'm just kidding. Here's the point in the picture. At the end of the month, you sit, you reflect. You think about what uh, was good, what was bad. What are some areas of opportunity? What are some broken windows? What are some things I didn't get accomplished? And you really reflect and you write out things and hopefully you have a previous monthly plan. You can maybe go through that as well. But if you don't, that's okay. And this is your first one. Think about all the things that you liked, that you didn't like. Things were in your control. Things were out of your control with inside of this last month or quarter or what have you. Typically, again, it's, it's month. And reflect and think and think deeply because that stuff's important. And then what I would do is I would take and break down my monthly plan into six different parts. The number one most important thing, in my opinion, in a sales team or a sales organization or a sales what have you, and this is what this is, sales leadership, is culture. It's culture. And I'm not talking about fucking pizza parties, Rob. I'm not talking about uh, t-shirts, okay? I'm the, my team was the king of t-shirts back in the day. My region was. We had all the swag. And we'll continue to do so in, in anything that I, that I, that I touch because I like that shit. But that's not culture. You can't have a pizza party and run a simple little contest for a week that's at a $50 Starbucks gift card and, uh, it, you know, and then buy them a hat and then say that it's culture. That's not culture. Culture is making your sales team the best damn place to work, period, in the world. I'm not just talking about in sales. I'm not just talking about at your organization. If you're, at, you're running a sales team with inside of an organization, I'm talking about the best place to work in the universe. That's how you do it. How do you do those things? You create a high standard for the team. And I'm going to talk about this in an, another podcast and you'll get more of this. You create high standards. You demand excellence to people. You hold people accountable. Okay. And you have a set of philosophies that the entire team cares about, talks about, and is indoctrinated in. That's how you create culture. How can I do these things? I would ask myself, you know, the, in, in my plan, what can I do to make my sales team or my sales organization the best place to work in the U.S. or in the universe or whatever the case is? How do I build that culture? I want you to think about that long and hard, and, and that's where I would start. The second place is... Uh, look, you can't go anywhere in, in sales without having some sort of vision for the month or some sort of goal for the month. What does that look like? Do you want your team to be number one in the organization? Do you want your team to have a certain amount of loans or insurance policies or sales, whatever that looks like for you? You want to have the most you've ever done, a company record-breaking performance in the month of X. What does that look like? And then what you do is you sit there with the vision and you have some sort of rally cry. What's the rally cry for that said goal? And you break down that rally cry and that goal and you ultimately break it down monthly, weekly, and daily into, into, uh, into actions that your salespeople day in and day out can do. So again, take that goal, create whatever the goal is, something inspiring and motivating for the group, Create a rally cry around it, right? Create a vision around it. What does it look like once we hit this goal at the end of the month? And then take your goal and break it down monthly, weekly, and daily into actions and things that you need to do. Number three, in my opinion, you got to have a plan. Again, this is all under the monthly plan. Yes, it's going to take a little bit of fucking time. Okay? There's another side to this though. Okay? 
Number three is conversion. In sales, look, for so long, for so long, I didn't give a shit about, ah, you know what? For so long, I had a lot of folks not really give a shit about conversion. And that was because, not me, other folks, that was because they weren't paying for the lead flow. They weren't paying for the prospects. Now I'm paying for prospects. And I'll tell you right now that in my opinion, maybe culture's number one. And number two, aside from goal and vision, is conversion. How uh, high can I convert the lead flow that I'm getting? How can I create my own lead flow if I don't like the lead flow I'm getting? How do I get more referrals, right? When I'm thinking about conversion in your sales team, whatever it is, whether it's insurance policies, like I said, or, or, or loans or fucking rugs and you're a rug salesperson, how can I convert better? Can I ask better questions? What trainings are there? Who can I have that's really, really good at this and that's doing the best in the organization right now? How can I have them come talk to my sales team? right? Am I listening to actual sales calls or am I shadowing the employee or the team member while they're selling and giving real candid feedback, no fluff, no bullshit because you care about the person and you want to get them better, right? Do you truly, truly care about conversion and converting more clients the right way? The right way, not by lying, not by pulling some shady shit, not by discounting everything super heavily. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about doing the right way the first time that yields a better experience for your client, more sales for your uh, uh, team member or your salesperson, and then obviously more profit for the company that you reside in or that you work for or that you own. Conversion matters. Folks, I need you to care about conversion, put a good plan around conversion. And honestly, if I look back at the best teams I've ever had, or I look back at the best planning that I've ever had, it was heavily focused around conversion. Number four, uh, if you don't care about your people truthfully, deeply, you don't have empathy, you don't know how your people tick, what motivates, inspires them, what the names of their Spouses are kids, dogs, um, when, you know, Bobby takes Susie to the soccer practice, all that stuff, you're not close enough with your team. And what I found in this monthly planning is it's very easy to talk through each person one by one. And maybe you have a really big team and this might take you a long time. So I apologize. It is what it is. Most sales teams typically range between six and 25, just across all all facets everywhere, by the way. And this is really hard for maybe like a VP or like a CEO, but just do it for simply your team that resides right underneath you if you look at the network of the hierarchy of your company. And I want you to give a personnel update. How is Rob doing? How is Chris doing? How is Susie doing? What are some things that are going on in their life? What are some things that I can help them with? What are their strengths? What are their weaknesses? What's something going on in their life that maybe you can help them with? What's an event going on? When's their birthday? Is their birthday that month? How often do you see people not get their birthday celebrated? Oh, shit, it's your birthday today? I'm going to go get a cake. Yeah, well, if you take a monthly plan, guess what? You'll actually understand when their birthday is and when those things are. And when you know those things and you plan for it in the beginning of the month, guess what happens, guys? Your people fucking love you and they run through walls for you because you care. It's not a tactic. It's because you truthfully care. So in my opinion, you got to make sure that you go through 
and list off each person and, and, and the things that make them tick and so on and so forth. Have some personnel with inside of that monthly business plan. All right. I got, a lot, I got two more for you. Got two more for you on the monthly plan. Okay. I told you I was going to give you six, little long, heavy note taking, probably pressing rewind. That's okay. If you're on the treadmill and you haven't fallen off yet because it's so fucking boring. I'm kidding. I know it's not boring. It's super vital. You need to take, go back and take notes. If you are an entrepreneur or you have a sales team or whatever the case might be, that means that there's company things that the company needs you to do. And typically those things are really important to the company. They're called company initiatives or company events or things that the company cares about that you personally need to care about as well. Your team needs to care about and get behind. How do those fit in when I'm making my monthly plan? How do those fit in? What does this look like? How can I model and modify? How can I bring these things to the forefront and bring these things into my monthly plan to my team? How am I going to roll this out to my team? What, what do I care about it? How am I going to model and modify it? These things are really important. Company initiatives are super important, not only to the company, but to your sales team. They have to be. You have to care. If you're an owner of a company, well, guess what you get to do? You get to create them, which is sweet. And then roll them out. When are you going to have those meetings? When are you going to have those events? When are you going to have those team outings? That stuff's important as well. Last but not least is personal. If you're a sales leader and you're not putting in your monthly plan, how the hell you're going to get better as a human being and as a leader if you're not growing your dying, right? And you got to make sure that day in and day out, month in and month out, you're getting better, whether that's going to and listening to podcasts. What book are you reading? Uh, personally, are you getting better uh, in the gym? Are you taking care of yourself? What does that look like? What are some family events or passionate things you can do with your mom or with your uh, dad or with your family if they're still alive, with your kids, with your spouse, your significant other? What are some personal things that you can incorporate that month so that you're planned and prepared for those things too? So then guess what? You're present and your wife isn't pissed at you or your husband isn't pissed at you because, or your kids don't think you're there because you're not there. You're thinking about work. When if you plan it for the month, you're there, you're present, you're omnipresent, you're, you, you're, you're literally uh, interacting more and you're not thinking about those things and you feel damn good that you're not thinking about things, those things. Why? Because you've already taken care of the stuff that you need to take care of at work or at your company. So putting in personal stuff is really important as well. So that's the monthly. Those are the six things, right? Those are six things that I would leverage and use and put in my monthly plan. And it's going to take a couple hours. It's going to take some time, reflect, spend the time there so that you don't have to spend the time every week and every day, which brings me to my next two points. Weekly planning is something that I do or have always done for the last really seven to 10 years every single Sunday. And what I do is I take these things that I've written down in my monthly plan and I simply just update them and I highlight what tasks, what things am I going to do that specific week with Susie, Bobby, Frank, with my family, with the conversion, with goal and vision, how close are we? Are we on pace with culture, so on and so forth? Am I doing those things? Am I on track? What tasks am I going to do this specific week? I'm going to highlight those things and put it into a weekly plan. Now, remember, this planning is not for you or is not for anybody else. It is just solely for you so that you can be there and, and, and where your feet are, 
right? And be present, like I said, and so on and so forth and not get overwhelmed and, and all those other things. Okay. So weekly planning every Sunday or, or whatever, whenever your week starts every Sunday, I'm sitting there, I'm taking my monthly plan. I'm putting it into tasks and things and philosophies and updates on where I'm at inside of the entire big monthly plan. I'm putting it into a weekly plan. I'm printing that out and I'm highlighting things. And last but not least, in my opinion, this is my favorite thing. I learned this from Andy Frasilla. MFCEO Project, uh, episode 107, I'll never forget it, or episode 16 on the Real AF uh, uh, podcast. Um, and shout out to Andy, he's, he's the fucking man. And it's called A Power List. And it's simply five critical tasks each and every day that you need to do. And as soon as you get those things done, you've won the day. You play a game with yourself. If you get four out of the five, you lose. But it's five critical tasks. And if you've done the monthly planning the right way, you've done the weekly planning the right way, the daily tasks become the easiest part. All you have to do that day, you don't have to do 57 fucking thousand things. You just do five simple things because you're planned for the month, you're planned for the week. You just need to have that one-on-one with Bob. You need to do the training on closing at 2 p.m. You need to text your wife later on and tell her that you love her. You need to, I don't know, uh, talk about and update the team on where their goal is and push production maybe a little bit. And then you need to take your team out for a, a happy hour that night. I, I don't know. I just made those five things up. But if you noticed, they're damn near close. Every single thing that was on the six that we just talked about, the six different things. So again, spend some time. If you feel overwhelmed, if you feel uh, like you're not present, if you feel like you're not in control of things, if you want to be better You must be planned. And the last thing I'll say is, again, monthly, weekly breakdown and highlight, and then daily actions. Daily actions will get you there day in and day out. Last thing I'll say is this. The other side of you being, I guess, more planned is you having more time for your friends and your family. I get this. I'm burnt out. I don't sell. Sell, sell, sell. It's burnt out. Okay. You're right. It is. But every single person has 168 hours inside of the week. Every single person. And you're going to work 55 hours and you're probably going to sleep somewhere around, I don't know, 50 hours if you're you're sleeping seven hours each and every night. So it's roughly, oh, I don't know, 105 hours each and every week that you have. So you have an extra, oh, I don't know, 63 hours each and every week. Now, if you're planned and prepared for your work and you're going to sleep, As long as you're planned and prepared for the other 60-ish, 63 hours, depending on how much you sleep and how much you work, your lifestyle and your quality of life is going to be a hell of a lot better. But that's going to be completely up to you to get fucking planned. So hopefully this helps. I know I went through a lot. If you have any questions, hit me up, Mr. Cody Adams on Instagram. Share the show if you found it valuable. If you got one thing out of it, share it. If you got friends that are in sales or in sales leadership or might go into leadership, can you share the show with them? That's all I ask. Leaders lead, winners win. Another episode down. I appreciate you and I'm out.